0: It's time for the Southeast Super League Podcast. (laughs) The home of all things Super League. Hey guys, this is Mitch Creek from the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. You're listening to the Southeast Super League Podcast. Proudly sponsored by Horn Industrial Coatings.
1: Good evening, Super League fans. This is another episode of the Super League Podcast. I am your host, Dale Taylor, and tonight joined by someone very special. He is from Melbourne. He is a bit of a big deal. His name is Tristan, and he is the commissioner of our league. G'day, Tristan. You're a bit of a flog.
0: Um, for 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 the purpose of I didn't get to the podcast until towards the end of the week. So I had people coming up going, "Oh, Tristan from Melbourne, what, what are you on about?" And then I listened to him really
1: realised. I don't actually, uh, I don't actually know that I told you about that, like, no, had... little comment that I uh, yeah, that I had... chucked in there. But uh, I love it though; it's great. It was pretty well received. What What was your like ideal scenario when you dropped? I'm from Melbourne. Like, what were you hoping for when you when you did that?
0: <laughs> no, because th- you probably didn't hear her. She goes, "Are oh, you traveling for work?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm from
1: Melbourne." <laughs> that was it. Uh, so, yeah, I thought, I I thought you were like idea. maybe like trying to lure her into the room or something like that. Like, "Hey, I'm from Melbourne. Hey, <laughs> hey, baby."
0: Well, uh, well, uh, well, I was, I was gonna try, but then you. If, Televised it, and my wife listens to the podcast. So, uh, yeah, no, no luck.
1: <laughs> Plan foiled.
0: <laughs> yeah, by you,
1: <laughs> mate. Uh, we've we've had a, a interesting week in Super League. We've uh, we've had our first uh, our first couple of scrimmages. So we had our first lot on Monday and our second lot on Tuesday. Um, yep. it's 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 gone pretty successfully. Um, you obviously were away for work, but uh, I was there for the Tuesday night. There were some interesting comments flying around in the GM chat, mate. What can you? Uh, what can you? <laughs> yeah, share the,
0: um, the 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 GMs have been pretty vocal uh, so far this season, and it, it's been really good. You know, rather than just you know calling a bloke a dickhead and or saying he's no good or that team shit, they've they've really dissected teams and and looked at you know player dynamics and. Uh, thus far our uh, GMs have been uh, across it all and it's been really good to read you know obviously not being there
1: yeah I mean some some of the comments from the from the Monday night uh, I, I got a couple of uh, interesting comments sent to me and one of them was Lee Belton is looking like a top five pick um, I don't know this is exactly a surprise for me I mean I, I uh, I've, I've got a fair amount of respect for for Lee Belton I reckon he's an absolute baller um, but you know a few guys were sort of surprised to see his name up there as someone who probably should have been taken a lot earlier even though he was a first round pick
0: yeah well I think what you got to remember is you know he had a really good season last season you know, off the back of COVID so he pretty much was uh, he was on Fortnite for, for 12 months and then comes out and, and plays for the you know, GMs the, the Berwick Sharks and have that somewhat of a good season, but since then he's he's playing footy for Rock, uh, so he's been training, you know, twice a week and playing and and playing some really good footy. So he shed probably about seven kilos and got super fit. Uh, so you, you you know you you incorporate him running the floor and, and being super fit into the game that he already has, uh, and yeah, you probably got a, a top three pick in my opinion. You know, he he went off for. You know 30 points a couple of times last season and i think he nearly averaged in the in the 20s um so you know put him around you know the likes of greggy wise and and uh kem samuel i think they're gonna have a, a really good team I'm, I'm excited to play with
1: him yeah for sure i i i couldn't agree more i mean we, uh, i know that that lee and kem have played together very successfully before and uh, I think that's going to be an interesting dynamic uh, for the Bears. But a, a, a much more serious question. Do you think playing footy is going to A, like increase Lee's modesty or B, really increases cockiness? <laughs> I,
0: think, I think a little bit of both. So Lee <laughs> hasn't played uh, footy for a very long time. Um, and he is absolutely smashing it down at, at uh, Rock. He's, I think he's just about having you know five or six shots on goal. He's playing in the forward pocket and yeah, just dominating. So I think uh, not only will you hear him chirping your ear about how good he is at basketball on the basketball court, you're going to hear him chirping your ear at how good he is at footy on the basketball court. So... <laughs>
1: Some other comments from the Monday night. So eighth round pick, Steph Harris, which is just ridiculous, by the way. uh, Apparently looking very, very good and uh, much of a steal for the Bears. So the Bears are are the the topic of a lot of uh, comments on the Monday night.
0: Well, I think, yeah, what you've got to remember is it's, yeah, I don't know why, maybe because he wasn't at the combines. Uh, But, I mean, he's been around – He's been around the traps for that long. You should know that Steph Harris is a decent basketball player and should have gone a, a hell of a lot higher uh, than what he has. But again, here's another bloke. He's running around for, I think, Berwick Springs, a new footy club. Uh, so, and he, he's generally a fit dude anyway. So he's, yeah, here's another bloke that's just going to run and run and run. But you've got the advantage of him being such a big body as well. You know what I mean? He's not. He's not the tallest bloke out there but he's he's pretty he's strong, muscly. Pretty, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, it's there's you know in the, the look the likes of Lee and and Steph and Kim and Greg they're all kind of that same same height and build. Uh so yeah, the four of them together
1: is is going to be exciting to watch. Interesting footy team the Berwick Sharks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Some other some other feedback. We had uh, the flannery Katusiak connection looking very good as well as Plaza and Trent Reeford looking very good. So some very positive uh, comments coming out for the Dragons and uh, from all reports, those guys are going to be a legit unit.
0: Yeah, that's good because uh, they, they were one of my maybe teams uh, to see how they'd all kind of come together and jail.
1: Yeah, for uh, me too, I think.
0: Yeah. But- uh, looks like the uh, the, the applause in his first uh, his first go at uh, drafting a team's done really well.
1: Yeah, their their athleticism was something that we talked about on a previous podcast, and um, perhaps we're going to see some really good things from those guys this season. Uh, yeah, another sorry, another sorry, comments. I'm sorry, mate. A of,
0: I'm a bit of a fan of the and uh, Dragons. They've uh, they've copped it over the years, so it'll be good to see them, you know, up and about and uh, putting on a good show.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I think they're primed for success this season, so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll cross our fingers for that. Uh, some other comments. The two Nagels. Good luck stopping the two Nagels. Uh, that's yeah. that's uh, Kyle Nagel and Corey Bagel. <laughs> uh, I say Bagel because every time I type Nagel into my phone, it auto-corrects to Bagel. Um, yeah, I think,
0: what is it? It's, um, it's, it's Corey Bagel when you're messaging me.
1: Yeah. Kiwi Ken. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like
1: Barbie and Kiwi Ken.
0: <laughs>
1: Barbie and uh, Yes, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, those, yeah. those guys are going to look good. And one other comment we had was, uh, was Joel and Dave Morsman from the Camels might be a reverse dynamic duo. Uh, where where i suppose <laughs> players attributes decrease when they're on the same same court which is uh, an interesting thing yeah. i thought i thought the Joel and Morsman thing would be just the greatest thing to watch because like both of those guys they love getting under people's skin and i thought they'd just team up and just do a, a terrific job at doing that um, but yeah I, I, I don't actually know how that ends up
0: well, uh, you kind of brought this to my attention, you know, right before we you know we hit this podcast. But do we have any Roman any more news on it? What's what's the story? What's happening?
1: We'll probably have to follow this up. Um, I mean, we don't we don't actually know any more than just the little comment that we uh, we got sent. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to have to follow that up and and maybe dig deeper into this. Maybe there's something there. Maybe maybe we were wrong about the camel
0: oh well I think I think it's a little bit too early to say I oh, you know you can we can go off teams on paper and you know we've had one scrim so far but I am um, I'll reserve I'll reserve judgment for now and, and see what happens over the coming weeks yeah although they're, they're two very big
1: personalities yeah very very big personalities <laughs> we're gonna just take a break to hear from our sponsors Um Coming up, we're going to be talking about uh, a trade idea of the week. Be right back.
0: Looking forward to it.
1: Horn Industrial Coatings offer you the best quality in epoxy floor coverings. Whether it's a factory floor, showroom, garage or outdoor basketball court, Horn Industrial Coatings will have you covered. Their products are designed to be hard-wearing and are suitable for foot traffic and even vehicle traffic. With over 20 years of experience, Dean and the crew at Horn Industrial Coatings will make sure your flooring is finished to the highest standard. Get in contact for a free quote at www.hornindustrialcoatings.com.au. And we are back. Tristan, what you just heard there was a fresh advertisement for Horn Industrial Coatings. What do you think, mate?
0: Oh, she sounded lovely.
1: I actually reckon she sounds kind of hot. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I agree. reckon she'd be okay. Maybe we should get her on the podcast one day. Before the season's out, let's try and get her on the podcast.
0: What's with all these um, all these women? It was the lovely lady that brought me a steak, in Dazzy. Now we've got this voice of an angel.
1: <laughs> oh, you know, let's get her on the podcast and then you can drop... Hey, I'm from Melbourne. <laughs> See how far you... it gets you. Yeah,
0: not very, obviously.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Tristan, we came up with this idea. Um, we're gonna we're gonna run with it throughout the season. Um, it's trade idea of the week. Now, now we all love the trades that sort of happen uh, coming into trade deadline and throughout the season. Yeah, but uh, you know, there's there's rosters around and and we sort of. I don't know, we've sort of got on the front foot here and and come up with a couple of ideas to to maybe fix some of the rosters going around. Yep. I've come up with the first idea here, Tristan. You're up next week, but um, first cab off the rank. I reckon we're going to fix the Bulldogs and the Penguins list here with one simple trade. That trade is Alex Moore from the Bulldogs heading across to the Penguins for Sean Webster, Woody Webster. (laughs)
0: Okay, and and ha- ha- break that down for me.
1: Here's um, here's a- my thought process behind it. So, the the bulldogs are guard heavy. They've got, yep. I don't know, they've probably got seven guards and a center. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And a centre who, li- who likes to dribble. <laughs> yeah.
1: In, in reality, that's what it is. They've got seven guards. Um, you know, you got Drizzy who can play down low, Jeff who could probably play down low, and Rob who could probably play down low. But you've essentially got seven guards and Carl in the middle. When Carl goes off, that team is incredibly short. Uh, I think maybe, you know, sparing one of those guards in a guy who can play with Alex, um, heading across to the Penguins... You get Woody in return. Woody's a, a solid rebounder. He's a good effort guy, yep. and he's a great teammate. Uh, I think he plugs into that team very well, and uh, and and helps produce wins for that team. On the flip side of that, I think the Penguins then get another ball handler because they don't actually have a heap in ball handling. Uh, they've yeah. got outside of uh, they've got. Well, it's not it's not Callum Shave anymore. It's uh, it's Chris Munso at the point.
0: Yeah, yeah, Chris is uh, at the
1: point. Outside of that, you've got uh, you've got Kyle Day and Chris Rhodes as and Shane Shane Pettit as the as the guards.
0: Shane,
1: Shane, and I think uh, I think plugging Alex into that lineup really solidifies uh, their guards. Um, you know, this guy's a, a guy who can sort of handle the rock and really create buckets for himself. I mean, in the scrimmages, this guy was balling out. So. Uh, I think uh, I think this is a win-win trade, and I wouldn't be surprised to see this one come across our desk.
0: Yeah, I uh, I, I definitely like it, and I, and I like the work you put in in behind it. It, it definitely works. Uh, yeah. I'd l- I'd like to see the Bulldogs um, maybe look at like a you know like a motion, you know, offensively five out. Like you said, if there's if there's not too many you know bigs in that team, um, especially with the shooters that they have around them, I think uh, I think they could do some absolute damage. So you know whether they make the trade or not, that's something that I'd like to see teams look at. You know, come in over this season and future seasons to really you know look at the breakdowns of of the way they play rather than just playing you know your traditional domestic basketball. But you know, on on that, I um I like the trade. I think it I think it definitely works. And and you're you're talking about a point guard um that's come back to Super League this season. Um, that you know probably had a quietish season when he played for the Ducks a few seasons ago. But I reckon he's primed um, Maury, to have you know a, a cracking season this year.
1: He was someone I identified as being an underrated player. and Yeah, um, 100%. He, and was, like, he was definitely on my two draft list this season. And uh, I think Carl beat me to it this season. Yeah, and I, I don't think he was really. Um, He probably wasn't on the best squad
0: a few seasons ago. And, you know, they didn't move the ball very well. But, yeah, Moore's someone that. I'll be watching uh, with great interest because I reckon he could have that real breakout season where he could definitely, you know, in season to come, find that draft pool and, and you know got few down. Yeah, I
1: uh, I agree. I agree, mate. So just to um, just to just to jump back in uh, to the scrimmages yeah. on a Tuesday night. So I was there. I watched all four scrimmages on a Tuesday night. Yep, and I think you know this is this is sort of leading in from the bulldogs. So I, I think the bulldogs showed some some real potential. I think uh, you know what they've got is uh, is relatively special. I think uh, I think they've got some real potential, but like like I identified, I think they've uh, they've got some some shortfalls when it comes to height, and especially when Carl goes to the bench, I think they'll really struggle. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I thought the mumbas were were really good. Um, you know, Cam, Cam Scott, Link Scott uh, looked really good. They were without Tommy on the Tuesday, uh, but I think you know, once once they get all three of those guys in, it's going to be a hard lineup to stop. That's some pretty tough defending.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, voicing like I I I kind of thought that it was the Mumbas and, and the Reapers as, as one and two, you know, after that draft. Um, you know, on paper, but yeah, I, I love, I love that big three in um, in Cam, Tommy, and, and Link. I think they're gonna you know, do some real damage together because, you know, they're three guys that can really defend the ball. They're three guys that can really shoot the ball, uh, and they're, they're IQs through the roof. So the Mambas for me are still the they're my them are they're my, um, my favourites. You know?
1: Yeah, well, they they looked very good. As did the unicorns. The unicorns were without uh, Vlad, big Vlad Tankoff, but yeah. even without him, I thought they looked really good. Um, you know, we were sort of wondering what Craig Walker would look like with an expanded role, and he looked really good. Um, I thought their team looks really balanced. You know, they've got they've got a lot of guys that can do a lot of things, and once once you pair up Vlad with Elton Bland, that's a very tall duo.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and I think I think Alton, like, you know, he last season he didn't have a bad a bad season at all. Um but I think again. He missed a few he games unusual. Sure. Yeah, he's definitely prime having, you know, Vlad in his corner. Uh I think, you know, Vlad's gonna work really well with them you know, in that four or five spot. Um, you know, and, and that leadership I think coming from Vlad. I reckon those two as a as you know, a four five, uh four five man duo. Could be, you know, one of the best in the competition this season.
1: It's certainly, you know, I reckon that's probably the tallest duo in the comp. Yeah, um, and it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I think it's, I think it's a game changer for, like, especially on a Tuesday night. I think it's a game changer. A lot of guys sort of panicked about height um, in this draft, and and it happens a bit. Um, as a, as a trend, you know, height seems to go early uh, because people really value height uh, in a draft. But I think uh, I think Curtis has really nailed it there with getting, you know, Vlad and then pairing him up with another big, um, especially, you know, when one of those two sits, uh, they're not really going to be left with a gaping hole in the middle. Yeah, that's yeah, that, that pretty much what... Well, let's uh, let's take another break to hear from another one of our sponsors. And, and coming up after the break, we're going to be talking about Jordan Hendricks and Geordie's Form Guide. Lincoln Scott at Biggin and Scott Real Estate is here to help you with all your property needs, whether you're selling, buying, leasing your home in Berwick, Narry Warren, Beaconsfield, Officer, Pakenham, or surrounding suburbs. Lincoln demonstrates an exceptional diligence, drive, commitment, and determination with 15 years of experience. A genuine empathy for his clients and a true understanding of the magnitude of the decision they're making translate to an accomplished approachability. And in utilizing his strong negotiation skills, Lincoln's primary focus is to reward his client's trust with exceptional results, communication, attention to detail, and sharing his local knowledge, being a local resident all his life. Thinking of selling? Contact your local specialist, Lincoln Scott, at Bingham & Scott Real Estate today on 0423 486 285. All right, and we are back, and we are back here now, Tristan, to talk about Jordan Hendricks and Geordie's form guide. This is a a new addition to Super League this season for the Southeast, and uh, we're going to be... Getting Jordan on board to do write-ups of uh, of games, um, but in uh, in particular, sort of uh, you know trades, um, ladder standings, all that sort of stuff. He's going to be covering a, a multitude of things in our league. But I am absolutely stoked to have Jordy on board. What are your thoughts, Tristan?
0: Mate, I um obviously coming back from Tassie uh, was a bit of a bit of a full-on week, but um, I know obviously you know we'd spoken to him on and off about you know coming on board and doing you know some type of of write-up but um you guys have obviously put this together and i thought it was absolutely sensational uh you know taking you know stepping aside from you know you know managing and running the league with you um from a spectator standpoint i thought it was just wicked you know even from the, the design work that was done with him and his suit you know, on the social media pages, uh, the way it was laid out on our website, you know, and the way that he writes, and, and what he's covered, and the way he talks—you um, uh, know—through his articles, I thought was absolutely sensational. And, and like I said, from a spectator's standpoint, I can't wait for another one to to come out each week.
1: Well, you won't be waiting long. Uh, those guys have, have got a couple of scrimmages coming up, so I'm, I'm expecting another one to come across my desk soon. Yeah. Uh, and we'll be, he'll be reviewing another couple of teams. But to start with, it was uh, it was the Bucks that played our Reapers, and uh, and he gave me an absolutely damning review. He crucified <laughs> me.
0: I think maybe that's why I enjoyed it so much. I don't know, like <laughs> being that you are a bit of a prick, um, that, that just worked really well. But yeah, he uh, the the coverage of, of the Reapers was was really good, and, and he probably hit the nail on the head. You know, outside the outside of the theatrics of, of the article, um, his write up of of every player was you know near spot on.
1: I feel like it is too. I mean, you know, you were talking about, um, you know, when he talks about Jared Batiste and, and, uh, even Bailey Griffiths, like his, his, ass- yeah. his assessment of those guys, uh, is spot on. And, um, you know, I can't help but feel he would actually make a great GM at some point.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He, um, he's, he's definitely got that GM material. But at the same time, I'm, I'm kind of excited about, um, you know his new unofficial role with the league as it is so
1: oh let's, yeah for sure. uh,
0: let, let's see what he can do over over season.
1: yeah definitely i'm excited mate so yeah keep keep your eyes peeled for another one of these articles coming up um no doubt it'll be on the way soon i think he played the the penguins uh, most recently and i think he's got another run coming up tomorrow night so yeah keep your eyes peeled on the website for that
0: so DT one of uh, one of the other things that we wanted to look at from a, like a, a weekly standpoint on the podcast is is getting you know like an assessment from the GMs our uh, individual GMs and and you know talking about you know combined strategies and and what they were looking for you know going into into the draft process and all of that so over the coming weeks uh that's something that we're going to be doing but Let's start with you. Um, you know, you've you've been there from the get go. Even before, you know, we started domestic, you were uh, you're an elite GM and you know, so you've got your you've kind of got your craft down pat, but what do you what do you look at, you know, coming into it, the combines and the draft night?
1: Well I think I think to start with, mate, I, I'm not really sure that I have the craft down pat like every season I've taken a different approach um, but you know there's similarities within each year I mean this this season you know I I looked at my downfalls from last season and you know last season we're a big team we're a slow team uh, and we had a lot of downfalls when it came to ball handling and on the defensive end so I sort of targeted that this season and I yeah. wanted to draft guys, you know, who were who were good on both ends of the floor. So guys who could defend, but not only that, you know, hit outside shots and do a bit of other other stuff as well. So every guy that I drafted, I actually thought was capable of of doing something special on one end of the other or both.
0: well look, I'd, I'd probably have to disagree with you in saying that you haven't got your craft because your teams have either played in a semi final at the very least. So I think I think you're doing pretty well <laughs> from, uh, from from where you've started from. So But meaning it's
1: it's a learning process. I, I there's not a season that goes by where I go, geez, I wish I had done this or had done that. Like there's always something at the end of the season to go, geez, I should've done this better.
0: No, and you know what I probably, you know, from from an outsider looking in, you know, only I only have ever GM once before and that was in our, you know, our first season in 2016, and it was, and it was a lot different back then. But I really do admire that you do um, that. Not a lot of other GMs do, or not not a lot of GMs that you know are, are GMing season in, season out. Is you really do go for different players. You don't. You know, I mean, you 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 got Westy last season. You've got him again this season. But you, yep. you you try to play with different guys every season. So, you know, you might change up, you know, your strategies on what type of, what you want the team to look like, but you're always cross-referencing that and going, well, I haven't played with him or I haven't played with him. And, and I think from, you know, the way the leagues run, I reckon that's absolutely brilliant.
1: Oh, I, I, I love it, mate. Every every team that we have, you know, playing with a different bunch of guys, it's always good, to, good fun to, you know, make new friends and, and sort of get to know, like, different guys and and I gotta be honest like every every time we go through this uh I end up with you know another another few mates that I can sort of get along with really well and um I sort of enjoy that part of it you know getting to know different people and uh the, I think the only person outside of Westie that I've drafted twice but I never actually got to play with this guy is, is Michael Francis um yeah I, both times I've drafted him I, I was keen to play with him one time um, i was doing someone else a favor and another time I ended up trading him uh, before the season started so um yeah there is there like is one yeah. other there is one other and that's your brother but oh yes because true. You're, true. You're,
0: you're, you're, you know you um, you know your mother being as domineering as she is that she says she, you have to take the golden boy so it was either that or um, be grounded <laughs> she can be a nasty lady. <laughs> uh, but so, I mean, we're, we're going to hear from other GMS. Yeah, we're going to do some little recordings of, you know, your Dan Stowe's and, and blokes like that. But is there anyone that you admire from from a, from that you know strategy sense uh, within the domestic competition?
1: Definitely. Uh, I think, uh, and and you know, this person was on my team last season. Um, yeah. But I think I think Carl Turkinen does uh, a fantastic job of his drafting and his managing yep. of players. I know last yep. season when I had him in my team, I didn't actually have to do all that much because he's just a natural leader. Um, he's actually like a, a, a just a natural born leader. I, I just took a step back, and he he basically took control of the team and. Um, you know, he's just a, a really terrific bloke to, to be around and to play with. Um, but I think he's also a, a very good judge of talent um, and and personalities, I think, as well. So the, the teams that he puts together, I look at every season and go, that's, that's the sort of team that I could play on. Um, how, based, off, based
0: off those comments, how do you think you'll go this year? Because you don't have Carl that, you know, was effectively your co-GM... Yeah, um, and and last season you had Westy and Benji, you know, uh, taking up that shooting slack. Um, you might be under the, a bit under the pump this season.
1: Well, possibly. Um, you know, last season I I really struggled um, from a form standpoint. I know, you know, it was really really tough after COVID for myself to come back and and really try and get the form back. But I'm yeah. starting to feel a little bit better with the with the jump shot and a few other things. Um, I'm hoping that maybe I might be able to put up a few more shots but I mean failing that I mean I've got I've got Westy I've got Craig yeah. Drew I've got Bailey Griffiths you know I've got all these guys that can that can put up shots um, and hit with a with a high percentage and I uh, I back them 100% I reckon that the squad we got's pretty good
0: coincidentally when we're talking about shooting Liam Blacker was not put in that little segment
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know I'm, I'm actually like really pumped to play a season with Liam mate I I've uh, I've had him down on a Thursday night a couple of times and and he's just a terrific guy terrific attitude and a terrific defender and yeah, you can um, lock
0: down can't he credit credit where credit due. He can lock down
1: yeah, and not only that, I think you know the team that we've got are going to put him in in great positions to score under the basket as well. So I think uh, I think he's due for a good season, and um, you know, along with the other guys that we've got, even Summit Tapper, you know, he can he can shoot the piss out of it when he's uh, when he's yeah. on. So you know, I'm I'm really excited for the season, man. I reckon it's going to be cool. But um, yeah, in terms of strategy, I was looking for sort of defense and, and guys who could shoot the ball, and I reckon I I reckon I did it okay. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I sort you nailed of nailed it. I for I forego height in this in this draft, and um, I sort of went with everything else. So we're kind of tiny, but apart from that, I think we're pretty solid. <laughs> the
0: name of little
1: angry men. <laughs> yeah, isn't that fitting?
0: <laughs> very good, very good.
1: Well, mates, I think uh, I think that concludes this podcast. That that just about covers everything else, unless you've got any little comments or. Uh, you know, anything you want to pay me out on before we leave?
0: No, no, no. no. I I'll, um, I'll like to do that behind your back with uh, with other GMs. So <laughs> we'll just leave that. We'll just leave that for now. But you know, as far as you know, the season starting and and all that, we um we're we're a little bit behind schedule. We're, we're supposed to actually, you know, on paper we're supposed to start this this week. Um, but just with uh, you know a few uniform issues and whatnot we've pushed it back a couple so you know over the coming coming days of this week we'll we'll get you out the official start dates and times and and fixtures and and all of that type of thing Um, the only other thing that's going to probably differ from a game perspective this season is we've gone from two halves to four quarters so what that means is we'll be playing 10 minute quarters the clock will stop in the last minute of the second and the last three minutes of the fourth which falls in line with uh junior representative basketball if if you guys are familiar with that but it also sends people to line after five fouls so if, you, if your team's in foul trouble per per quarter uh from five fouls, thousand you're, you're going to the foul line
1: i mean that's that's going to add a, a new little wrinkle um but it's not going to mix things up too much which i like
0: yeah i i, I think um You know, when when you can't fix a scoreboard to represent nine fouls, Dale, we change how we play the competition. We change it to four quarters. Damn that
1: scoreboard, man! Yeah, there you have it. Oh, that's great, mate! Thank you for joining me. I know you're a very important person, (laughs) and uh, I know I know that you're a big deal. But I do appreciate you joining me on the podcast today to talk about the league. Um,
0: nothing you, uh, nothing you said there, Dale, is incorrect. So you're welcome.
1: <laughs> All right, that is the podcast for the week. Thank you, and goodbye.
0: That was a good potty. Yeah, f-ing good pod that one.
1: <laughs> Should have a few fucking beers before every podcast. <laughs>